Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's coming up, Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by Duff Beer. Uh, Duff Beer, where you can enjoy flavors like Duff Light, Duff Dry, Duff Dark, Raspberry Duff, Lady Duff, Tartar Control Duff and Duff Gummy Beers. Mm, needs more dog. Mm, needs more dog. We, of course, talking about the episode Duffless. This is the 16th episode of the fourth season. It originally aired on February 18th, 1993. It was written by David M. Stern, directed by Jim Reardon, and showrunners were Al Jean and Mike Rice. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so today we are joined by someone that I'm a very big fan of recently um, that I know you guys will become too if you aren't already. His name is Joseph Lincoln, and he's an awesome YouTuber that I found at three in the morning looking up like how to have Del Taco made vegan. And uh, I was watching your videos, Joseph, I told you already, but you made some cool Simpsons references, and I'm just like, this has to happen. <laughs> We're the Simpsons podcast hosted by two vegans. Yeah. And you then you magically come along in my YouTube box. And I typically hate YouTubers with a passion, even though I myself started on YouTube. Uh, so it's a beautiful marriage. Happy that you could join us today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm a huge Simpsons fan. So, so excited. Yeah. 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 I um, Don't you have some kind of Simpsons art like in your kind of backdrop that you record your videos in? Oh, yeah. There's uh, cutouts from... That's right here. It's Bart's, uh, yeah, Bart's Nightmare. Oh, that's for perfect. For Sega Genesis. Cool. Just like a bunch of cutouts from magazines that collected over the years. And uh, I have Simpsons mugs and all those things make appearances in videos, if you don't believe me. Ooh, <laughs> hell yeah. And uh, so what is your, uh, what about this episode is uh, meaningful or cool to you? Why did you choose this episode? Well, I actually, so like most people who watch The Simpsons, you start when you're a kid, right? So you're just like, wow, I like, Bar I want to watch Bart. Um, that's what I used to say anyways. I feel like a <laughs> lot of people actually said that growing up as well. But I remember second season, third season, all, all those seasons I was a kid. So um, up until, you know, about the ninth season is when I started actually becoming an adult, I feel like. But it's great when you go back and you watch old episodes uh, that you only remember as a kid and you're now an adult. So uh, they're actually happening in your life. <laughs> um, and Duffless struck a chord with me because it's pretty much all about quitting alcohol because it's ruining your life. <laughs> <laughs> Not then that's like on a very kind of like loose comedic term because it's not I'm not like in any means uh going down this awful path to be like Barney or something but it <laughs> is like getting to that point where you're like okay yeah I'm getting kind of uh sick of feeling awful all the time and uh it, it is it's really funny just this point in my life I felt like I connected to this episode <laughs> more so than pretty much anything else 
Well, yeah, it is the cause of and solution to all life's problems. So mm-hmm. that does make sense. I was watching this episode as well, kind of like, yeah, I remember watching this as a kid and being like, haha, Barney's funny. And right. instead of just like, oh, no, Barney. It's <laughs> a need... very dark episode. It's a really serious episode. Yeah, and it gets yes. pretty It gets pretty dark. There's some kind of... Um, there's some kind of violent tones that I don't think you could really do today in the same way no. that that I love. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> I still uh, deserve a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get into it. it it's uh, This episode is, you know, as we know, season four, which is like one of the it's it's the it's like peak simpsons it's so yeah. well not peak simpsons well, but a it's, lot of people say it's like their favorite season i feel like absolutely this is, there's always the argument of where does the simpsons hit its stride we sure. hear different answers from different guests all the time some people say it really starts in season two and then some people are like and eh, no i'm not gonna be that kind i'm gonna say season <laughs> four because i'm an asshole exactly uh, we hate those yeah. motherfuckers. We hate those motherfuckers and here are their names yes um but <laughs> they're all our patreon <laughs> supporters uh if you guys donate to our patreon we're going to make fun of you. I think they want that. We need to do that more. (laughs) We actually kind of should. We're going to have a little roast battle. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so this episode is so classic just in that you get each of the each of the family members, uh, I guess maybe less so Maggie, but you get each of them being their typical roles. And as much as I love it when it subverts that. I like me some normal ass Simpsons. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> Quote Allie Gertz, uh, uh, August 2017. I'm not going to timestamp this. Besides that. Um, uh, so, Julia, help the listeners. Hell yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, Joseph, what we like to do uh, for people that haven't watched this episode in a while, uh, we like to read the uh, synopsis from Wikipedia, ice cold. So it could go either way. And then wherever uh, they slip up, you can fill us in with all the nitty gritty details. After getting arrested for drunk driving, Homer tries to remain sober at Marge's request. I took a weird pause there. I apologize. <laughs> it's my first time reading. Uh, meanwhile, Very good, Julia. Thank you. Meanwhile, Lisa attempts to prove that Bart is less intelligent than a hamster after he ruins her first science fair project. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they did a good job. Sound- yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Is well, that it? Is that all it says? That's all it says. <laughs> what oh, what would you add? Um... Well, Homer tries to skip. You know what is, is really funny is I was just thinking about this. I never realized that Marge was the one that asked Homer to go sober. I thought it was the judge. Oh, yeah. Because right. Because he does I have thought to the judge go. was like, you have to. Well, she says that he has to go to Alcanon meetings. And so I thought that was like part of the punishment. And I just, <laughs> well, maybe like when I was younger specifically. But now when I watch it, I realized that she's like. Yeah, can no beer. He's like no deer for a month, and I was just saying that over and over in my head. And I was like, wait a minute, was he talking talking to Marge when he right. actually kind of like this new thing that I just found recently because I was rewatching it just to refresh in my memory mm-hmm. on that episode. But they also forgot to mention um, one of the best referenced episodes ever. I think there are so many references, absolutely, like, from start to beginning. I can't even, I was overwhelmed watching the episode. Mm -hmm. Just like, can't stop doing the monkey. Yeah. Right? Which is a riff on, yeah. That and then first prize, first prize. It's like, holy shit. I can't believe you just crammed two two references that are like my whole life into one minute. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, I was saying the, the can't, the go-go Ray 
that Homer. Yeah. So, I mean, we start the episode with Bart in a dream sequence. We don't know it is a dream sequence yet. And as I was watching this um, recently, it was interesting because so in, in the beginning, we start at the school. We don't know it's a dream sequence yet. Um, Principal Skinner says something about how, you know, they have uh, like high test scores or something with test scores referencing Asian students. Yeah, he's like, uh, despite uh, the low number of Asians that go to school, we have yeah. pretty high test scores. Yeah, <laughs> which Jeez. I turned to my husband, Mike, and I was like, that's a crazy joke for them to make in the 90s. Oh, yeah, um, well, yeah. yeah, that's a whole uh, 90s thing, right? Playfully. Playfully, playfully. <laughs> playfully but, but, racist. But I think that the fact that it's a dream kind of excused it later. It, it like made more sense to me that they would make, or that uh, Principal Skinner through his voice would make a joke like that within the context of the show. Yeah, you're right that it's kind of funny that that is in Bart's dream because that means that's that's Bart's joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really interesting. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, but yeah, we start with the Go-Go Ray. And uh, it's funny because I haven't seen this episode in years. Like, you know, I watch The Simpsons da- like daily, at least weekly. Um, but uh, this one I just haven't seen in a long time, and it was like really fun to kind of have it all the jokes be kind of like, "Oh my god, I remember this!" Right? Instead yeah. of yeah. this is that happens. Yeah, it's just so great. Um, but I was watching, I was like, "Damn, The Simpsons is surreal!" Like this is like some absurdism. And, oh, yeah. it's a dream. Yeah. Um, but I love him doing um, the dancing. I love how it looks. I love um, Edna um, unable to stop doing the monkey, and I. I love Skinner saying, he's like, I'm disrupting the learning process, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wrote that down in my notes, too. Well, before we go beat by beat for the episode, I wanted to kind of back up um, to Joseph, what you were saying with, um, you know, you had mistakenly remembered it being from the, the judge. And I feel like it was so smart of them to have it come from Marge. I mean, they could have had it come from the judge, and it would have made total sense. But I think that it emotionally grounds this episode so much more when it's a story more about the marriage of Homer and Marge and and Marge wanting Homer to go towards self-improvement in a way that really matters, not in a way that's like to get a trophy, him crossing the dates off on his calendar. <laughs> you know, he we see right. that he succeeds when he gets rid of alcohol in his life, um, you know, and but he doesn't see any use for it beyond that. And so he has to learn like the true value of it deeper than that. If it was just a court order thing, he wouldn't have gone there. Yeah. Right. I also remember that specifically when he's crossing off the dates, he, uh, he, his like exes get more wiggly <laughs> as the time goes on. Yeah. And that was also th- something I was thinking about. I was like, wouldn't it get less wiggly because he's like weaning himself off almost? You oh, know? yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess so. But he might be having those uh, sweet ass withdrawals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His willpower is kind of dwindling with time. Mm, yeah, I feel like he sure. can go both ways. Um I, I feel like had YouTube been around then, he might have been logging this all on YouTube and a follow me in my journey uh, type of oh, video. Oh, man, those get so many views. They always do. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, we what what were the references that you mentioned from, by the way, just for people that haven't uh, that maybe don't know? Um, you were talking about like the first prize and the, you know, the different things. Oh, yeah. Krabappel saying, I can't stop doing the monkey. Yeah. Um, and then when Principal Skinner gives Bart the first prize at, at the in his dream, it like transitions into Lisa giving him first prize. And he's like, what are you doing? It's, and she's like, just messing with your brain. I love that. And yeah. walks away. Yeah, it's so that's so weird. It's like that is doesn't make any sense. But that was it was so beautiful. I just remember like. I remember watching that as a kid and being like, ah, what? Like, I don't actually understand that, but like watching it 
so much later in my life, I'm, I'm just like amazed by it. <laughs> uh, so what a weird thing to add. It, it really yeah. is. And uh, so like, I remember so many of these things as a kid, but I remember nothing as much as like the look of Skinner's ass. Yeah, like, that and was him humming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been in my head forever. Just uh, that. Thick, so yeah, it, <laughs> it's yeah. beautiful. But yeah, we get uh, we get this great moment of Marge saying, "Just like Homer, I want you to encourage Lisa on her project." And Homer just says, "Yeah, syrup is better than jelly." <laughs> yeah. So to back up a little bit, so Lisa's project uh, project it's for the science fair at the school, and um, I love that her science fair project is this giant tomato that she's beefed up with fertilizing with the antibiotic steroids. Which helped the Olympians. Helped the Olympians. And then her fantasy of it solving world hunger, <laughs> imagining people in third world countries, like a whole family sitting around just feasting on a tomato, which would not be very filling, Lisa. It's what people think vegans actually eat like. Yeah, completely. <laughs> but, so she has this big beefy tomato, and this is is the part of the episode that really reminded me of an earlier episode of The Simpsons, I think in season one, where it's uh, Lisa's cupcakes. Oh. Yeah, that um, Bart kind of fucks up uh, Lisa's cupcakes, because I think she's bringing them for her school. I can't quite remember. People are probably yelling the answers right now as they drive, um, as is the podcasting way. But um, <laughs> it's it's reminding me of like Bart fucking things up in that similar way, where he is just being selfish and looking for a prank versus looking out for a sister. I do think it's... I, I do choose to view his science project as earnest instead of... Um, like just being a, a bad kid though because it's funnier to me of how he his project is like I wanted to see the effects of smoking on dogs yeah <laughs> like <laughs> I like the idea of like no no I like really am curious <laughs> you know what I'm curious as well thank you so much Brad Simpson I want to see I just that love- was also su- super curious to me when the Marge's reaction to that where she says Bart don't don't give the cigarettes don't give the dog cigarettes <laughs> that was like it was so, uh, I don't know, the comedy in this episode is so weird because um, that when she says, Bart, don't give the dog cigarettes, I'm like, that's not funny. She's just repeating exactly what was going on. But it is like somehow it's so Marge to just repeat something like exactly what's happening or like it's so Simpsons, right? It's like you see something happening and you just say exactly what is happening and somehow it's like perfectly in context and super funny. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes just the the more simple jokes are kind of what make the Simpsons so good, including a bit that we see time and time again, but is done so well here of uh, saying the quiet part loud. Yeah, I was about to say, quiet. which um, <laughs> I believe we're in season four, so I believe this predates Krusty doing that famous line. Um, and I love it. And they also do this a lot on The Simpsons um, with talking to your brain. I think that we see that most often with Homer, um, but we definitely see that with Lisa um, in certain episodes. Um, but I love that, you know, so we establish now that Homer has this um, big elaborate ditch day plan where he's going to go to the Duff Brewery um, tour the next day, but he's telling Marge that he's going to go to work, and I think he says something like, I'm going to work tomorrow. Roll in at nine, punch out at five. That's the plan. <laughs> of course, it's so then conspicuous. Then the Duff Brewery. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did I say that or just think it? I gotta think of a line fast. And I love that he just screams and runs. Uh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Boop. Time to go to work. Little do they know, I'm ducking out early to take the Duff Brewery tour. Rolling at nine, punch out at five. That's the plan. 
<laughs> they don't suspect a thing. Well, off to the plant, then to the Duff Brewery. Uh oh, did I say that or just think it? I gotta think of a lie fast. Homer, are you going to the Duff Brewery? So this is such a crazy popular joke with shows like now. And I, I wonder where the origin of that joke comes from. I, I don't know if Simpsons actually like made that and joke originally, but I, I was thinking about that a lot because I just saw it in like a, an Adventure Time episode or something. Um, and I just I was just thinking of that joke when I watched this episode, too. So I think it's like. I don't know. I don't want to say it's the first time this joke ever showed up, but it is a completely an original idea that has been reused like constantly. Just fleeing a scene. Just uh, just talking in oh, your head yeah, and yeah, mixing yeah. it up with what you say out loud. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it's also, I that, mean, it's a fun way to kind of get exposition out in a way that's like a little bit more interesting than sort of just stating it. And, you know, I think back and forths with yourself are always funny. I don't know. It's uh, it's right. just silly and absurd. Um, yeah, I feel like it could have started on like the theater stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but, Day uh, <laughs> one of Shakespeare. Uh, so it's funny because like I said earlier, like this episode like started so surreal and then it's just like, oh, but it's just a dream. But then you get the most insane thing I've ever seen, which is Homer's trying to escape his job. I know. And there's a <laughs> he gets this amazing map. <laughs> for no, uh, I'm going to say in all caps, for no fucking reason at all. Here's this on the beat sheet. Uh, Homer is following a treasure map and he's going... <laughs> Going into a secret portal. And this is stemming from him trying to sneak out of work. So it's like as if there's this whole underground system of people that are helping you sneak out of work like it's trafficking bodies. It's so fucking crazy. I love it. Yeah, the, just the fact that there's this gigantic, terrifying spider that exists in the Simpsons universe that hasn't been discussed. And then it's just like, uh, if the spider you wish to flee, or sorry. Oh, if to the, overcome the, the spider's sp curse, simply quote a Bible <laughs> verse. <laughs> exactly. Thou shalt not <laughs> punt them. Hits it with a rock. <laughs> so That's also one of my favorite kind of jokes of like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Fuck it, shoots them down. <laughs> uh, I think that's always fun. Yeah, I um. So right after this, we get that Barney moment of uh, you know, uh, clearly Homer's about to like fall um onto that like mattress, and then Barney thinks that he sees Lady die. Uh, it was just a pile <laughs> it's of rags. A pile of rags. <laughs> <laughs> that um, looks like Princess Die. Wow, that was really good, actually. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck. I got a new career. <laughs> I think amazing. you sounded so kind of like Gummer Pile. Uh, right, maybe that's. That be pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that would. Well, then we're not in agreement that I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we get uh, the. Oh yeah. Okay. So so Lisa has her. To... I don't understand why Lisa brought her tomato to school at the science fair. Is not yet. Um, that's a question I have. But oh well. That took was... you out of it. <laughs> it did. That did. The not spider. The giant tomato. <laughs> the spider and the tomato. I'm interesting. Just... Well, you know, what are the spiders going to eat if not giant tomatoes? Listen, I know they're supposed to bend it till it breaks, but it is broken <laughs> for me, sir. And I bid you good day. So this episode, um, in terms of references, there are there are a lot. You get a Clockwork Orange reference later on, but you right. get a lot mm. of three stooges. 
is as well. Yeah. Um, when Lisa asks uh, Bart to carry the tomato, suddenly. Yeah. And uh, then we get that excellent uh, Skinner butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then we get to uh, check out the Duff Brewery. Yeah. Well, I was also going to say off of um, pop culture references, um, the opening of this episode with the Go-Go Ray is from the opening of Johnny Quest. So that's like another one. Oh, wow. Deep cut. Damn. Damn. Uh, Joseph, what are your favorite moments from the um, uh, Duff Brewery? If you have any. Um, I I just, I really like when Homer is watching the presidential debate and they take <laughs> the second to just, you know, JFK is just like, uh, I'd like to express my uh, fond, fondest memory. I don't exa- know exactly what he says for Duff beer. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Lisa's like, yeah, I'd like to uh, also express my fondest sympathies for that period. <laughs> Carl's like, boo, man's never that. had a duff in his life. I love, I love that. that. Uh, it's it's exactly how we watch politics. Uh, People can say the exact same thing, and if you don't like him, you I don't know. like him. Just thinking about JFK going against Nixon is just, it, I wish we were in similar times. <laughs> wish we were there, man. Romantic for yesteryear, man. Uh, I really love in this scene, we get that guy who's like um, leading the tour and he's saying just like, you know, we have this beer, this beer, this beer. And, uh, you know, uh, who knows? Or We have a lot of things that the oh, yeah. in the future uh, up our sleeves. What kind of things? Uh, I don't really want to get into that right now. Why not? Uh all right, I don't have, we have no plans for the future. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's oh, the best. Also, that's, uh, that's also my second part, but uh, when when Barney says strychnine, that's why I was like, <laughs> you guys hear a recent, we were recently in the news for strychnine, and I was like, strychnine? What's that? Yeah. There's also like, a- well, it, well, it isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a fun visual gag when we get to the factory oh, of yeah. that they're um, showing off all the different distinctions of Duff. Um, Duff, Duff Light, Newest Flavor, Duff Dry. And it's just the same spout. It's yeah. like different tubs. <laughs> it's like the same fucking beer. They're just relabeling it. And That's you, super funny. God. You get that so guy. So true. It's so true. It yeah. really is. You you get that guy who's inspecting the bottles that Barney is like enamored yes. with. He's just like, I just want to thank you for you know everything that you've done. He's like, oh, thank you, man. It really means a lot to me. <laughs> but, a lot. It makes it all worthwhile but then you get just like um hitler's head. hitler's yeah head, hitler's head like beer 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 mouse beer beer syringe n- nose, <laughs> nose fine yeah um, yeah beer fine uh so uh we're all gonna take a quick break and inspect our own beer bottles and we'll be right back what a great break all right we all we are back from break yes <laughs> break we back we are we all break now we, no we wait just had a <laughs> fucking Seizure. And we're back. Know. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, oh, so there's still some stuff that happens at the Duff plant. Um, that's pretty great. We get the gummy beers, which I definitely want. Oh, my God. I want those so bad. I'm, I'm betting they exist. I think they do, and I think I've had them. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. They're I, not, not really what I want. beer. It's always like, it's just like it's some just hard whatever. liquor, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's liquor. Yeah. I've had like the rose gummy bears. Me too. They're like, fancy. Yeah, they're fancy. But that just reminds me of when I was in high school. Hi, mom. And um, I went over to my friend's uh, parents' house and um, like finding those chocolate uh, little alcohol oh bottles. Oh, my God. Have, like, yes. Me too. And you're like, you're like, cool, I'm going to get lit. And you just like munch on a bunch. And then like your stomach 
stomach just starts hurting because you've eaten a lot of chocolate. Um, but you like act like you're buzzed. That's so funny. Anyway, um, a lot of chocolate liqueur. Liqueur, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys ready to fucking party? And it's the tiniest <laughs> little bottle. That's so cute. I've had like gummy bears uh, soaked in moonshine before, Ooh, so I'm guessing that's uh, as close as you can get to being drunk from gummy bears. That's fun, uh, listeners. Try that at home. Yeah, while you're driving, it's, we don't care. No, hey, wait a second. Painful. The friends don't let <laughs> friends do drive it. drunk, but also it's always time for Duff. Yeah. I love that ad so much because that is exactly what this whole world is. Yeah, especially someone who I myself have tried to be sober in the past, like unsure if maybe I did have a drinking problem. Because you know, if you if you're someone who lives in a place where drinking is encouraged all the time, most places in the world it is, but especially like you know places like LA or places yeah. like, you know, college towns, anything. It happens all the time and then you have to take step backs every now and again. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, like am I Barney Gumble or Homer or am I somewhere right, maybe a little right. north of that? And uh, I remember when I was not drinking, constantly seeing so many signs just like, yeah, it's everywhere. Like you go, right. like everything that happens to Homer here is so true. Yeah. Where Homer like realizes that baseball's boring, which is fucking hilarious. I fucking <laughs> loved that joke so much. And I was like, finally, somebody. <laughs> finally, someone said it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I do like going to baseball games, but it's so I could drink and have giant like hot I dogs. Um, I know it's our culture, and I think also, I mean, who's to say? Really, because I feel. This is the only industry I've I've really known to work in, but I feel like in in the entertainment industry there is um you know pressure to participate and drink all the mixers all the let's go get drinks let's go do this so you kind of um you know associate it with like you know success in your career to be drinking but then you realize a lot of people in this town have uh, alcoholism. Oh yeah, that they are not copping to <laughs> absolutely copping Cristal constantly. <laughs> exactly. So I actually feel so bad for Homer because yeah. he is trying to do the right thing and not drive and or not let Barney drive. Yeah. Um, but here's where we get like like a straight up brawl. Uh, he starts like pushing Barney's head into the car. He could have killed Barney. Yeah. It was scary. Slammed scared? him in the door, yeah. <laughs> I got scared. Um, but then we have that like little, um, I don't know what you'd call whatever Chief Wiggum is dressed as. Oh, He's like a little yeah. stein or like yeah, a little stein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a stein. Yeah, yeah, right? Wiggum is so cute in this episode. Yeah, Wiggum's a favorite of, of yours. So I love Wiggum. I love me Wiggum. Also, fun fact, this is the first appearance of Sarah Wiggum. Oh, yeah. oh my God! It's wife. such a funny appearance of her. Oh my God! I totally <laughs> forgot. I see this episode is so cram packed of information. Don't you feel like yeah? There's so much going on in this episode, and I just totally forgot about the alcoholic, like the the video that they show the. PSA, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I um, I love it. It's the type of joke that you wouldn't really maybe get as a kid. I think too is why maybe we don't remember it. Mm -hmm. But uh, just this idea that like he put on the wrong tape and it's like home videos home and then yeah and then um like oh wait 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 I'm about to do something really funny yeah <laughs> and he really sprays his here. wife and she's just not having it. The cheese platter that she was so kind enough to make and bring out is like, on the ground and. No one is laughing except for Wiggum because he's an asshole. Like, right, I know. So cute. But then, of course, we get, um, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but we get, uh, we we get, oh, well, so he gets the, the DO, sorry, Wiggum says that there's the DOA, um, and then he keeps saying just like, Marge is like, he's, my husband's dead. He's like, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, D DWI. I confuse those all the time. <laughs> and then we get that great moment. Of the woman who, oh, you said my husband was DWI? Oh, uh. I'm uh, going, out. <laughs> going out for lunch. Uh, <laughs> hey, bye. Uh, so then uh, you, you also missed uh, 
one of my the say the slapstick growing up is why I watched this and right that's why I was like so addicted to it. So it's like when Barney's like, "Can you get this ride home?" And he's like, "Sure thing." Guy in a beer, like, "Oh, good, sure thing." <laughs> beer guy or something mm-hmm. and he backs up into him and he rolls down the hill <laughs> yeah and then he just like blows up from the tr- hitting the tree oh yeah that's great um so then we get um uh we go back to well i have for some reason i i can't remember what happens but homer has to oh duh his cars his car privileges are taken away so he has to take uh, a little girl's bike yeah and then he I rings a little bell yeah oh, so cute fun. it's like it's not all bad yeah. um and then we get what i remember super well from you know it's more the kid-centric plot of just like is my brother smarter than a smarter than a hamster yeah. or dumber than a hamster i don't remember and uh this is something i remember very well too because this was on that simpsons cd-rom game i don't know if oh. you guys ever had it but it was one of those things oh. where it was great um it was just virtual springfield is what it was called and you would just pop the CD in and you just kind of like just explore the entire world of The Simpsons. There was no plot. You weren't playing as anybody. You just got to click on stuff and it would pop up. It was fucking amazing. Proto tapped out. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so you would go to Lisa's room and then you would see um, like a couple of her like poems for Snowball. And uh, then you'd also see uh, the the journal entry of just like, is my brother dumber than a hamster? And it was so cute. I love it. So cute. Um, And yeah, so then we get those those cute little moments and we get that Clockwork Orange reference I love so much. Clockwork Orange is one of my favorite movies ever. And I love them comparing Alex to Bart because it's absolutely like perfect, Mm -hmm. especially since like. I don't know. They they both are so charming and so redemptive in some ways and so evil and awful in other ways. It's yeah. like the perfect mm-hmm. blend for me. I feel like they're so good about finding, like, Mr. Burns for Charles Foster Kane. Like, I, they're really good about finding those sort of, like, pop culture analogs between themselves and other movies and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Um, so then we get the Troy McClure stuff. Anytime Troy McClure shows up is a gift. Um, and then we get like oh, really Alice's adventures through the, through the windshield glass. Uh, pretty it, great. <laughs> the misadventures of Larry Ledfoot, or was there something else? Yeah, that title. It was something like that. <laughs> and then I thought well, that they were going to go into like because it's kind of a riff on Red Asphalt, right? The the infamous, um, you know, here's when you when you go to traffic school and you have to watch it. It's like the most horrific car accident, so that you'll never drive drunk again. Right. What were you going to say, Joseph? Sorry. Yeah. I think that that, uh, the funniest thing, too, is when Homer's watching this video, he (laughs) says exactly, I think, he taps on something so true to, like, why everyone loves fail videos and why people love bloopers (laughs) and everything. He says, it's funny because I don't know him. Exactly. You know, he's, like, laughing at these people dying in car accidents. (laughs) And he's just like, yeah, it's it's hilarious. Yeah. I I have no... uh, I have no connection to these people. <laughs> right. It's rem- true. I mean, it's pretty brutal, but it's pretty true. Those fail army videos always making uh, <laughs> millions and millions of views per day. Exactly. It reminded me of a video that we were forced to watch in elementary school in like a big uh, auditorium kind of setup where they projected it on the big screen. And it was um, about the dangers of the L.A. River. 
and uh, about how, you know, for those that don't know, we have the LA River that goes throughout the city of Los Angeles. It's not really a river that you no. can go and participate <laughs> and hang out in, though they are trying to um, refurbish it and like make the word it participate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, let's partic- partake in the river today. Let's partake in the river. I want to take it in. Um, but it's it's not really like you can't really go down there. It's kind of just like this weird cesspool of like toxic waste where you would find Blinky probably. Anyways, uh, way to tie it into the Simpsons. So we watched this video uh, that was all about, you know, don't jump in um, because the tide, the current in it is stronger than you think. And they, of course, then showed a bunch of footage of people jumping in and being swept away. And for some reason, it just hit something really primal, uh, a primal funny bone in myself and my friends. We just thought it was so funny. We couldn't stop laughing. How old are you? I was uh, fourth grade, probably. That makes that makes sense yeah. though, because that's like um, that's how you react to stuff when you don't know how to process in general. But as a kid, when it's just like you've never heard anything like that, what can you do? Like I remember once in sixth grade, we were learning about um, some some group of people that were all having their heads chopped off, and I was crying. Oh I was crying of laughter. Hilarious. And I felt so bad, but like it was killing it like it was so funny like and you know my poor teacher kept trying and I was not even a bad kid it was just funny to me um and she was just trying to like drive home just like that it wasn't funny which of course made me laugh more just like no I know it's not funny those poor teachers man it's so hard to force kids to be compassionate (laughs) and empathetic well there is something about um I mean and in a way like I kind of still think it's funny I don't think that that specific (laughs) let me back up I don't think that that specific situation is funny but I think that the physical action and the Simpsons do it a lot I will tie it back into the concept of the show um the physical action of a slow slow like a creature or a person slow slow build up and then like being <laughs> hurled across time and space is oh my just God. funny to me my favorite ever is the cat catapult like yes! that cat being catapulted all the way across no. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah I fucking... there's something that's very primal about it to yeah me. It, simpsons nail it simpsons nail especially it. well when it's a cartoon obviously i know it just felt so cartoonish to me at yeah that anyway that's thank so you funny. for indulging my uh, horrific story about how i uh, am a sociopath <laughs> me too julia <laughs> well, hey i I think, you know, I think it's fine to laugh at people getting hurt, but animals, I don't know, you know, <laughs> I think that's the only thing that I can't watch in real life. Oh, of course. Animals getting hurt, way worse. Than yeah, it is of worse. It's because yeah. they're nice and they don't, they don't have bad taste in things that I could disagree oh, with. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. preach. <laughs> um, that said, like, I do find it funny when, when cats don't harm themselves, but when like shit happens to them. I like yeah. it. I like a cat falling off of a thing. That That's really something yeah. I'm into. Yeah. And I think the internet <laughs> uh, would probably agree with you. Yeah. Um, let's uh, so No, I'm the only one. Nope, you're the only one. So back to the episode, I always like it when uh, we see like little cameos from um, other side characters that we've come to know. So Ruth Powers is in the class as well. I love that. There's a similar feeling that I get when I watched um, the episode where Homer is, uh, you know, teaching the the sex class. Yes, everyone in town is in that everyone class. Everyone in town is in that class. So it's kind of nice whenever you have those moments where you're reminded of all your friends in Springfield. Totally. And so I love this uh, Alcanon meeting, which is, I love the name of it too, but um, I love the guy who's in charge of it who's asking Jasper, just like, are you here for... Uh, oh, wait, is it Lovejoy? Is Lovejoy? Lovejoy, yeah. 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 He's like, Jasper. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, uh, are, oh, are you here for coping with senality? 
uh, I forget what he says. It's like something. Oh, it's a no, microwave. I'm, I'm, I'm here for microwave cookery. No yeah, way. Exactly. <laughs> Coping with senility. It's so good. That's so great. Uh, then, uh, oh yeah, Julia. We find out how old Hans Mole Man is. It's my favorite. Are you gonna say that? Yeah, I have a song that I've only sung once, and it was on um, that like uh, when the FX marathon happened with Ben Schwartz and the Simpsons writers. I sang it there, and it's called like the Ballad of Hans Mole Man or something. I never recorded it because it was like too sad. Yeah. Um, but in it, I'm, I uh, mentioned just like how it, that line of just like, drinking has ruined my life. I'm only 31 years old. And the way they animate his shaking hand. It's so It's like so, so funny. Like, <laughs> feel me. Accept me. It's just like <laughs> so like, oh, Hans Mole Man. I, uh, I also, I love... Um, Lovejoy saying it's like Homer with our help you'll never touch a beer again <laughs> oh yeah do you ever also jumps out the window <laughs> yeah he jumps out the window so yeah that's that was the part of the commercial that I remember as a kid see this episode was part of a VHS that um my my uncle so like my dad and my uncle really liked the Simpsons so they would watch and I would like sit down and watch it my mom never wanted me watching the Simpsons really in the beginning so when they watched it um they would tape it from TV. Obviously, that's like how we all came to The Simpsons, I think, uh, just through VHS tapes. And I remember the commercials that w- were always left in the middle of this episode. And there was like a commercial for this episode in the middle of it for some reason. And Metal. that was like the big the big part is uh, Homer, with our help, you'll never drink another beer again. He jumps <laughs> out the window. And I was mm-hmm. like, always got me. Yeah, that's a good little snippet. That's great. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, yeah, on the FX app, they always choose like the pull image, and it's from that scene as well. It's yeah. him screaming in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, weird. It's, it's yeah. They gotta be similar. Yeah, actually, that's so weird. Well, because Homer loves drinking. Ooh. <laughs> it's part of his character. Um, <laughs> so I, I love the questionnaire as well that Marge is kind of yeah. giving. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like, you know, Marge is concerned and is like, do you ever drink alone? Uh, does the Lord count as a person? I love that line. Does the Lord count as a person? Um, I forget the line that leads up to it. Maybe you guys remember, but it's something about like, do you drink to like change your? Do you drink escape to escape reality. from reality? Yeah, and yeah. then he flexes the mirror. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And that's just such a funny. He's like imagining himself with like these crazy oily pecs, and he's like, oily. Yeah, he's like he's flexing them in the mirror and having a good time. Uh, <laughs> we also get uh, that's when we get the no deer for a month, which is great. Um, and then yeah, we go back to. Um, we go back to we we weave in in and out of the two stories. Uh, that's when we finally get that Clockwork Orange moment of him reaching up to the cupcakes like their boobs, mm-hmm. and um, then the best part of this episode to me at least because I sing it all the time Yeah, uh, when I was 17 <laughs> I drank some very good beer I drank some very good beer I purchased with, with a fake ID my name was Brian McGee I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17 I had like a nice bonding moment with my dad over that song I thought you were going to say me right now I had 
nice too. bonding nice moment with Allie. Um, you guys, uh, you got to help me. She's got a gun. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I had a nice bonding moment with my dad because I think like I so I talk about the Simpsons albums all the time and like how they were kind of a big part of my childhood. Um, and I got them from my dad because he had like a Rhino Records subscription or something. And we also oh my watched God, the Simpsons I, together. I remember Rhino Records. Yeah. So he had to explain to me uh, what that song was referencing and then, you know, why it was so funny. And so we kind of had a, a fun moment about that. So I think about him. You should tell the it. audience what it's from if you remember. Oh, it's, um, well, now I, I can't remember the singer. Um, no, nor, nor can I. But, but it's, it's, from an, it's from a song. Um, here, I'll look it up. I mean, it's it's kind of a famous song. So yeah, I'm I just still... can't remember who it. I, saw, I always I thought it was Frank Sinatra. Oh. Maybe it's not. But you know what? Frank does a ton of blue eyes. He I thought it was covers. from a musical, but I guess I'm wrong. I'm gonna look it up. Well, beer, we've had some great times. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer. I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McGee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17. After that great moment, which is just so good, because I anytime we get young Homer, it's just so sweet. I, I love Homer with hair. Um, he's just so innocent and good. And I love the 70s clothes that they always have him in. It's just really cute. Um so after this, we get, um, I, I might be skipping over some stuff, but uh, things I remembered are like the alcohol-fueled car, and then that <laughs> that memory just one for you, one for me. Mm-hmm. I have the info. Do you want it? Hell yeah. So the song is called It Was a Very Good Year, and it was a song Irvin Drake composed in 1961, um, and now the, the rest is loading. But Sinatra did cover it. Hell yeah, Joseph. Uh. Um, but it was a cover. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, Frank Sinatra doesn't sing any originals. Piece yeah. of shit, lazy it was, asshole. It was recorded by Bob <laughs> Shane with the Kingston Trio, who I love. Aw, that's yeah. sweet. Um, anyway. What are the real lyrics? Uh, you don't have to pull it up. <laughs> sing the whole, um, sing the sing whole it song. All. Just uh, uh, it was just one moment. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, we get this moment where... Um, Lisa, it's finally time for the science fair, and Marge is kind of like realizing what this assignment is that Lisa's been doing with like the poster of the hamster and then the poster of Bart. And uh, Marge saying is like, you know, I don't really like the idea of like you experimenting on your brother. And then I just love Lisa's just like, no, 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 it's just strictly for science or whatever. And then that'll teach you to bust my tomato. <laughs> Like, just I what know. a weird thing to say and what a weird voice. Yeah. Um, and then we, like, the reveal is um, this cute, like, little moment of Bart's project, um, which is, like, can hamsters fly Yeah, it's, it's a fun misdirect um, that we see at the science fair. It's like, now I've been, an- I'll answer the question, this plagued mankind for centuries. Can hamsters fly planes? And we see the hamster look at super his little, cute. Look at his little scarf. A little scarf in a little plane. And yeah. That hamster is legit the cutest animal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I love him. It's, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if uh, the Millhouse, the lame Millhouse science project with the 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 wonders of gravity or whatever. Oh yeah! It was oh, with, with the, the slinky. slinky. I yeah. think that's Lisa's rival because they're. I think that's the one that has. Oh no, um, that's in this episode. Oh, it is. Oh my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. I must. Yeah, have it's been the sleeping. dad. The dad with the other the, his kids like volcano project too. I think oh, that's. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, can I touch it? <laughs> worked way too hard. I, oh, so that was that was so fucking funny. I loved it so much. Um, stand over I there. Didn't over that there. That was in um, that in the beginning, or it, like in Bart's dream, like he was imagining Milhouse having a shitty like science fair project, or if <laughs> right. it was actually in the science fair. And this That's is funny. We, so I mean, yeah, it's, they have another science fair moment. The one that ends in um, well, this is it, sorry, that's a book fair it, with the Telltale Heart. Yeah. Um, and then ends with um, Ralph Wiggum winning for the Star Wars the collectible, <laughs> yeah, action figures. So it's easy because they also occupy the same space, I think, in the auditorium or the gym, whatever. But I wanted to say also, so Martin has his um, flying machine. He's going to go around the world in 80 days. And his voice sounds a little different than what we're normally used to in this. So it's interesting. Maybe they're still finding the voice. But then I really love Nelson stand. Uh, his project is wasting squirrels with BB guns. Oh, man. <laughs> so, good. so good. Wasting squirrels is a really uh, fun phrase that yeah, I'm enjoying. Nelson's always had very uh, interesting relationships with animals, including his yeah. Nuke the Whales poster. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Got to nuke something. <laughs> um, so we get the Homer watching the Down with Sexism ad. Or it's, it's oh, look at all those so... feminists. Oh, my so God. Wow. It's so funny. I mean, so what a good. fun brainstorm for all the writers at the time to be like, what is the lamest, like most tone deaf thing that we could attack right now through beer marketing it's it's so good and it reminds me of um so what happens in this joke is obviously like this these women are protesting because they want you know they they want their rights uh, and then the beer pours on them and they turn into hot bikini babes which is similar to um another i forget what the ad is for so please help me out but when they're oh they're just talking about like changing the neighborhood and you see a homeless man turn into uh, a mailbox it's yeah. in you only move twice <laughs> i believe yep. it's so funny that we that they've created a new community that is better than anything you've ever experienced and it's like ding ding they watch the video for it they also have the similar joke in the mr sparkle thing where it's like the I think it's like three sumo wrestlers or like three maybe very big ladies turning into uh, turning into hot babes as well. Yeah. And so off of that, let's take a quick break. I'm gonna think about some hot bikini babes. Yeah, I'm gonna think about some babes on babes on babes. Ooh. Ooh. What a great break. I had a lot of fun. You know what it, that also reminded me of? The Duff, the beer thing. Uh, that uh, SNL sketch that they always group into every single fucking best of with Adam Sandler and Chris Farley, the Schmidt's Gay, where oh, they're yeah. house uh, sitting and it's they just take out the beers and everything turns into like this homoerotic paradise. I love that. Uh, I think I'm going to like house sitting. I think that's <laughs> the line that they do. Uh, so then we get Patty and Selma selling like some dinnerware, some Tupperware stuff, and we I forgot that that's where this comes from because I love that visual of um, of the Tupperware on her head and scaring Jub Jub. And I love Jub Jub screaming. Can I say something about um, that and, and this writer in particular? I Please. think that it, it's I want to do this more on this podcast, but um, for the writers that we um, maybe don't know as well, the people that aren't John Schwartzwelder and and you know other people like that that we talk about a lot, I would really like to listen maybe some of their other 
episodes that they've written because I think that that's really interesting. So in my Absolutely. research for this episode, um, I found out that David M. Stern also wrote Principal Charming and that before he wrote on The Simpsons, he was writing on The Wonder Years. Mm, um, and that makes that, so much sense. Yeah, that he particularly loved writing for Marge and Patty and Selma. Like he was actually, Mike Rice said, he was like one of the few writers, if not the only writer that like really got Patty and Selma on a personal level for some reason. I you love know, that. Yeah, like uh, writer's rooms... Um, Every writer, I feel like, finds their beat, like the voice that they can really channel. Um, and so I, I love that Patty and Selma was his. And so he also wrote uh, Homer Alone, Selma's Choice. Oh, my God. Yes. And love Viva Ned Flanders. So I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. I love that. Um, so while Homer is in that, like, um, to him, very boring presentation of Tupperware. Um, he's just saying, like, I would kill every, like, I would murder everybody in here for a drop of duff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, he just keeps thinking about beer. He can't stop thinking about it. And uh, we get that train. And I don't know who's doing the voice, but I love the smoothness of, like, chug along, chug along, chug along. Yeah. And, um, we we get to the Alcanon meeting one more time and just, you know, he admits, I forget what he says. Joseph, do you remember? It's like something about how yeah, he sneaked under the bleachers after hours and ate the dirt. Yeah. Because if there was yeah. a beer in the dirt. <laughs> well, it's, it, that's um, the prelude to that is um, Reverend Lovejoy saying that there's no judgment in the zone. It's a, tr- a level of trust. And then he shares that and everybody recoils in disgust, of course. It's so good. I cast and, thee out. Cast thee and he doesn't out. go back. That's when he, he never leaves goes back. for good. And it's so, it's it's such a funny, clean way of him wrapping that up. You know, like in this yeah. episode, like it, they could have. That's one string that they needed to tie up story wise, and it's like so clean and great. It really is. And then we get this. Now it becomes like just a very sweet episode. So it's very sad. We get this moment where the thirty days are up, and it's time for Homer to go back, but. You know, he's saved over $100, which he then, you know, yoink. (laughs) And uh, he's lost weight. And, like, clearly things are going great for him and Marge. And, uh, you know, she's saying, like, you don't have to go back to it right away and not try and, like, pressure him. Like, the deal was for 30 days, you know. Right, right. He is being... You know, that's what that was what they said to do. And Mm so um, obviously she's she's pretty distraught about this. But, you know, you can't force people to do things they don't want to. And he goes down to the the bar where Mo is so funny here. I know. Yeah. Just like, oh, who look who decided to grace us with his presence. Like, basically, that's the sentiment. And then as soon as he's down to buy a beer again, it's like, oh, my old pal Homer. Yeah. Homer's back, everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think the animation of him is like super crude and great. It is. It's weird. Right, he looks the voice a little different. Is very aggressive. Yeah, he looks a little different. But yeah, he he looks he looks like more like a rat than usual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get this moment where um, you know he's about to take a sip, and then he looks over to all of the barflies, including Barney, and just all of them are just like so checked out. Like when Mo is just like uh, saying bad things, he's just like, "Right, guys, we don't like him." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost back, everybody. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, we get we get that moment. Of, of him having to make a choice and then the very sweet line of just like I have a date with my wife yeah which is also of course what he says when he picks up uh Marge and they have that uh, moment where he carries her into the office and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm not coming back for seven minutes yeah um <laughs> but uh yeah we get this really sweet moment and it like choked me up I'm having an emotional day just because my job ended and like mm. I'm having some endings in my life in that way so I was already I think 
preconditioned to cry this episode, but it got me really yeah. hard. Um, it's a sweet, sweet sunset. Yeah, sunsets are sunsets. As you know, if you're a listener of the podcast and just an avid Simpsons fan, make many appearances in The Simpsons, particularly in season seven with Josh and Bill. But they were um, still on the show. I think this may have been their first season writing. I, I believe. And yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the the sunset here is so perfect. It's just so sweet. And I love that they're on that bike together. Mm. And I love their bad singing together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rain, yeah Marge's Josh. shrill voice is... Uh, <laughs> I know. Makes everything perfect. It does. Julie Kavner is like the sweetest voiced lady. Yeah, which is funny because she's also Patty and Selma, which is terrifying. I know. <laughs> well, you know, she's uh, multi-talented. Exactly. Um, Joseph, I, I we kind of blew through this episode just because there are so many beats. We want to come, cover them all. Are there any moments that we missed or did we do a good job hitting them all? The only moment that is probably one of the big standout moments for me, and because I love Ned, I think he's probably my oh, top, yeah. one of my top three favorite characters. And the... The really specific n- moment at the Alcanon meeting where he's had uh, this like raspberry schnapps or something and he <laughs> recounts his drunken night of uh, drinking one sem- semi-alcoholic drink and uh, <laughs> calling Ann Landers an old biddy or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the way that he's uh, drawn in this because he's just so relaxed and he's like sitting in bed and I think he's even got like a little like nightcap on oh, yeah. and he's like, Landers and old Biddy and it's just like the most like confident I've seen Ned um, I kind of want him to drink more I think we all do yeah I know and I like that the episode didn't really like they're not promising that like Homer's sober now like it's a it's gonna reset right but I do like that they're in the timeline of Homer he's taken a moment to kind of be introspective even if it was kind of pushed on him and like he had this very peaceful mindful episode in his life right and it's just really sweet yeah i mean that just goes to like how smart the the writers are especially during this time for knowing that they have to make this show refillable that they can't make huge character strides that kind of reverse all of the track that they've established with homer loving beer and homer having these certain vices Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't have the confidence to attack these big concepts of what if homer didn't have another beer what if he never did this and also the huge concept of of alcoholism, it's a very deep, dark, personal thing that they do in a comedy show. Yeah, they made it funny. Show. They made it really funny. I felt like when I watched this recently, it does feel pacing-wise and structurally a little different than some of the more polished, tighter episodes because you know we kind of tie up the story with um, the kids a little early, and then we kind of spend the last couple minutes on on this parent story, and so it feels a little off because I kind of like forget for a second about the kids' story. Um, but I'm glad that they had that sunset moment and, it, and that it goes back to the marriage of Marge and Homer. Yeah, it's so sweet. Um, Joseph, if there's like one lesson uh, that you would say you could pull from either a conversation or just the episode today, what do you think that would be? Um, I think it's that, uh, like you said about alcoholism, it's what a serious topic and uh you know, it's pulled apart families, it's destroyed lives and all this stuff. But the Simpsons have kind of always made alcohol for me, like in my eyes, something that is funny and is, <laughs> is maybe as bad as that sounds. Um, it's not ever like it's never been really a, a source of negativity for me. And I think it's because, honestly, I just love uh, I just loved those early episodes and 
how beer was treated in I think that I just subconsciously brought that into my adult life, um, <laughs> even though I do completely understand the like, you know, you have to give it up. Uh, and, and this whole episode, I think, really speaks to me on a personal level now and how you can have something and enjoy something. But it's really true. You have to do everything in moderation. You really have to space things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the way that they handle beer on the episode is uh, the way that they handle everything, which is like we obviously all know that it's better if you don't drink and become an alcoholic to that degree. Yeah. But we have a bunch of characters that we love and like have empathy for that are absolutely full-blown alcoholics. Like The Simpsons is never trying to be preachy. They're trying to be funny and also have heart. Yeah. And the fact that they could like show characters um like have the like they do have responsibilities and like they're being responsible about it by showing you like oh yeah like don't go too crazy right. so they kind of do preach moderation in one way I guess but yeah it's just handled so well mm-hmm. um, and then one question we like to ask everybody uh, is just of all the characters on The Simpsons who do you relate to the most uh, I would say Homer I mean I think a lot of people would go to Homer definitely but uh, just for you know the seasons that I adore that I think most of the people that uh, you talk to that are tr- like old school Simpsons fans through two seasons, two and nine through nine specifically for me. Um, H- Homer is just, I don't know if I relate to him the most, but I just, I, I love Homer. He's just, uh, I think the best character and also just the most unpredictable. And he's just so loving and crazy and, and caring and, uh, just pretty much everything rolled into one that I enjoy about The Simpsons, really. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, guys. yeah, absolutely. And uh, where can people find uh, you on YouTube and online? Joseph Lincoln. <laughs> just search it. You'll <laughs> it's, find it. It's me. spelled different, though. It's J-O-S-E-F, right? That's right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, just an F instead of a P-H. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you again. And then Julia, where can people find you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. You can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Julia, thank you for asking me. Oh, it's my pleasure. You can find me at Allie Gertz and all the things. You can find us at Simpsons Pod and obviously on Feral Audio. Yeah, make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes and rate us on iTunes and comment, girl. We haven't asked for ratings <laughs> and comments. I, and when, let me just say, when girl is said in a sassy tone, it's genderless. Mm-hmm. All, all the male listeners uh, right now are like, Am I not being... Rep- no, you're being Look represented. Look at all those feminists. <laughs> Look at all those. Thank you so much, Joseph, on the assist. Um, just, yeah, uh, so that we can bump up uh, on the charts and get more uh, visibility and find more Springfieldians that we enjoy um, talking with. And and you can email us, everything's coming up, Simpsons at gmail.com. Um, we will try to respond to you in a timely manner. Support us on patreon.com slash SimpsonsPod. We have too many things at the end. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I love doing this podcast with you, Allie. Me too. Oh boy. Uh, I did. I did have a that set gun up to your back when you said you that. You did. Though. Yeah. She's <laughs> been holding a gun this entire time. What? Uh, yeah. You know, Joseph hasn't <laughs> been able to fully experience it because it's via Skype. But um, it's keeping me straight. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening <laughs> to this episode. We'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. See you later. Smell you later. That's smell you later. Say. Smell you later. Smell, smell you later. later. <laughs> Bye. 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 Audio.